0: I'm frozen. You're frozen? Yeah,
1: and my dog smells.
0: Oh. Are you
2: gonna sing the theme song? No. Is Bootleg gonna sing the theme song?
0: It's a geometric nuclear show! <laughs>
1: How you doing?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm fine, thanks. How has your day been treating you?
2: Um, it's been fine. I just uh, a little while ago, right before we started this, um, I was listening to the OPB podcast called Timber Wars.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Oh wait, yeah. no, I haven't actually watched. I haven't listened to it, but I'm sure it's really good.
2: It's really good. I'm only like three episodes in. They just started talking about the spotted owl, so you know it's gonna get good. Soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit is getting real. I have full and- more friends
1: to that god (laughs) do you remember that guy
2: yes i have known too many people who were destroyed by the spotted owl that guy (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna quote him in my paper of course i remember that guy
1: Uh, (laughs) the spotted owl is like dragon-sized Yep. dragon-sized rural Americans like Trogdor burninating yeah. the countryside burninating the suburbs
2: yeah and he's just like just ripping people to shreds
1: <laughs> in his gigantic maw
2: yeah that's exactly what happened um, so yeah I was listening to that um, for my class and it's the most depressing class I've ever taken, so it's pretty oh, it's, fun.
1: It's the in, indigenous. This is like colonial and settler aspects of natural resource management.
2: Uh, kind of. Yeah, it's um multicultural perspectives
0: in natural resource management is what it's called, and um. it is pretty terrible
1: so it's all about like genocide and like yes slavery
2: (laughs) yes and uh last week we talked about the japanese internment camps and uh
1: there was one in tule lake it's a big one
2: there were lots of them yeah and um
1: Portland's, Portland's Expo Center was, like, a processing camp where they had... It was, like, closed off with barbed wire. And they would, like, process Japanese detainees through the freaking Expo Center. At that time, it was, like, called the Livestock Expo Center. Oh. Yeah, so they just converted it into, like, a detention facility for sending out just japanese folks Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the camps
0: sure
1: pretty nightmarish
2: yeah yes and uh, the week before that we talked about the bracero program
1: oh wow yeah
2: and uh, that was i was telling you when i got to watch the video i got to watch it like it was some treat or something i got to watch the video of men being stripped naked and then sprayed in the face with ddt that was good
1: that's yeah, good stuff that's rid of gets rid of any acne that you might Ugh. be worried about
2: yeah it'll it'll clear that right up um
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no. so um so not to that, mention
1: the canneries those weren't very safe places to work canneries no. in like monterey um and actually, like, there's a big Filipino population in the Pacific Northwest yes. that was a lot of them were working in canneries uh, and they would go out to Alaska for seasonal work. Mm-hmm. Actually, really interesting. They uh, ended up getting unionized. They ended up unionizing themselves. And a lot of the white unions wouldn't like allow them to affiliate so they just did it themselves Mm -hmm. but they would do like some pretty good direct action style stuff of like refusing to get on the boat unless their pay was increased Mm
0: -hmm.
1: at which point you know the 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 company is already committed to like getting x amount of laborers so if they won't get on the boat then they kind of ruin the season (laughs) yeah so they had they knew they knew where they had bargaining power and they struck pretty cool but obviously extremely oppressed yes uh, we we touched on
2: that a little Mm bit um i actually haven't i haven't finished all of the um all the the learning materials, as they're called, for the the unit about um, like Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. So there's probably going to be more in there
0: about the Filipino direct action stuff. Um, I guess this week we're going to talk about the tea party wow that sounds like you know
1: that's like one of my favorite topics <laughs> is it well so the, before the tea party there's like the bucket brigade right in like mm-hmm. klamath you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. like what they had a, like a big fish die off in in southern oregon in the klamath basin and mm-hmm. uh they were trying to say you know we need to divert less amount of water to the irrigators or else we're going to lose stream flow and all the salmon are going to keep dying Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and uh some of the right-wing irrigators got together and started to sabotage the uh the irrigation gates and they set up like a daisy train to take uh water out of the stream and put it in irrigation di- uh, ditches cool yeah um pretty rough pretty rough stuff and then before then like you like you you're looking into the timber wars right so mm-hmm. is this just like specific to oregon timber wars or, or is it going to california too um uh the
0: the
2: podcast timber wars has talked a little bit about California. Um, but I think it's just you know, like the Pacific Northwest kind of in general. Um, so I, I don't know. I have to write a paper about it. And I got some books that are mostly like Oregon-based. One of them. Room, but... One of them is about um, the Olympic National Forest, which is in Washington, obviously. Right, right. That's
1: interesting. And and uh, have you read any of it yet? No. But it's about like natural resources conflict there?
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I'm looking for this book that I have.
1: I don't know where I put it. It's called War Against the Greens by, oh. I think, David Helvarg. Oh. Yeah, which is my kind of name. It sure is. You know, I mess with a guy named Helvarg.
2: Oh, speaking of your kind of name, um, yeah. since we had to <laughs> start and stop recording this several times, we didn't actually, like, introduce this podcast or ourselves on this no I, did. I I was
1: singing I sang the song
2: yeah but I don't know if anyone could understand what bootleg was saying
1: <laughs> I, I, well why don't you then you okay. you've gotta introduce
2: okay so um this is the geometric nucleus <laughs> <laughs> the podcast about everything and nothing and I'm Heather and with me as always is Shasta but i guess a... i guess that's it that was we're introduced now
1: it's the geometric nucleus here it is found it oh david halvarg war Sweet. against the greens
2: can i borrow that
1: yeah you should borrow it you okay. should for sure borrow it it's it's like everything you need to know about the wise use movement the new right oh. and the browning of america
2: jesus christ the wise use movement hmm that makes my they, brain hurt they take that who's the guy who they take that
1: from I don't I don't think it's John Muir it might be John Muir anyway the idea being that you know um natural resource exploitation should be limited to the wisest use of the land yes right so, so there should be some conservation in mind. And so they took that and they kind of ran with it. But it's really interesting as like a precursor to the Tea Party because they mobilized disenfranchised loggers and miners and that sort of thing. <clears throat> uh, in an astroturfed campaign funded by industry in order to fight against environmental campaigns by intimidating people, and in some cases, the, uh, you know, accusations are pretty intense. Um, so it's not an easy book to read about what happened to environmentalists mm-hmm. um, at the, uh, and its sort of friends. But going even further back from that is the Sagebrush Rebellion in the Ooh. late 70s. Yeah, they started it like around Moab. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this campaign to get Moab declared like a state wildlife refuge or something like that. And then the right-wing absolutely went bonkers and they started this whole grassroots anti-environmentalist thing called the Sagebrush Rebellion. And at Ooh. one point, at one point, I think it, his name was James Watt, um, Reagan's Department of Interior guy. Uh, he ended up kind of getting canned because he was really unpopular, but um, he was very sympathetic to the wise users. And I think that Reagan at one point Said that he himself was a wise use guy. Mm. Um, yeah, so the Republican Party really embraced this pseudo grassroots environmental movement. And I, I that's obviously where the Hammonds come out of, you know, from the mm-hmm. Maui occupation. And it's where the Bundys come out of being from Nevada and all
0: mm-hmm.
1: the Mormon mormon cultural territory so yeah i once had somebody tell me that land management in the united states has nothing to do with colonialism what i know it has everything
2: like, to do with colonialism <laughs> i'm like i'm like where do you think we are like that's the basis Game? for like every <laughs> single part of this whole country is colonialism <laughs> exactly. and white so nationalism it's you name uh, anything yeah Anything, any system that happens in the United States is based on colonialism and racism. That it just is.
1: I mean, when you really think about it, Oregon was founded, what, like uh, 170 years ago or something as a state? 150, Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was 1850s, 1860s. 1854
2: or something? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the a, Constitution.
2: It was supposed to be just, you know, like a, a white utopia. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, and um and I mean, similar stories in, in California. A lot of California is completely uninhabited by people from the East. That's why they made the Imperial Valley uh, so cheap. If you mm-hmm. want to get water... You know, uh, and grow crops in the desert some places up here in the Pacific Northwest because they're trying to draw settlers, literally. In in Oregon history, actually one of the funniest things about Oregon history is at one point there was like, I want to say like seven men to every woman in Oregon in the later part of the (laughs) in the later part of the 19th century, so so there, there was this cruise that was planned to to bring women a booze by cruise like a riverboat <laughs> yes <laughs> over into oregon um Stuart holbrook right absolutely incredible but um Oh uh, geez yeah so so the atlantic i think it was i had a had a journalist aboard this cruise talking about this surreal adventure of you know uh, a couple of hundred women i suppose uh, uh on the way to to portland oregon <laughs> <Wow>.
0: um
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, I mean, yeah, we're not talking about like some kind of natural process through which people <laughs> migrated or just kind of wound up in in Oregon. Um, yeah. and the, and I mean, look at look at the establishment of company towns, right? Like mm-hmm. Pullman or something like that, you know, in Washington and I mean, all of these places uh, were really built f- for the simple purpose of resource extraction. Mhm. Um and bringing the resources out, you know, this wasn't, you know, the cradle of white civilization that everybody makes it out
0: to be. What <laughs> are you are you saying
2: that white people didn't just like spring up out of the ground in the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> what are you doing I don't to know, your the dog? Last time
0: <laughs>
1: just picking them up, oh. <laughs> having fun. Um. Yeah. No. It's uh, we're a a terrible group of awful people. That's sure. what Portland is. Yeah. Yeah. Monsters. <laughs> You're so lucky to live out in the cove.
2: I know. I'm just gonna keep cooving on out. <laughs> you
1: better. <laughs> you better. How are your neighbors doing? Holy crap.
2: Which neighbors? The ones Any of across them? the street.
1: The ones, the ones across the street, and kind of a little bit to the right.
2: Oh, the guy with the Confederate flag.
1: <laughs> I think that's one of his flags.
2: Yeah, he. Well, he took most of them down. He had like a
0: a Trump flag. Um, he had a uh, like a thin blue line flag.
2: I think those are both down now there's just the confederate flag i know i should go ask him if he's okay boy you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe he feels like really sad and oppressed
0: Yeah. yeah which
2: you know obviously um
1: people hate me for my freedoms
2: Yeah, his name is Jimbo.
1: Um, I don't know if I told you that. (laughs) Well, he... He's not doing that name the justice it deserves.
2: No, he's really... Well, kind of. He, like, sits in his garage all the time with the door open, and if you walk past his house, he'll, like, scream at you. Yeah? Oh. So, you know, Okay, well, that's
1: a redeeming quality.
2: Right? And the other day... We can all aspire
1: um, to be a little bit of Jimbo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? Uh, the other day I uh, I was on a date and then I came home from the date and the person, the date person and I were sitting in his car and Jimbo and his compatriots or whoever were like standing in the driveway staring at us because we were sitting in the car in front of my house. Just like obviously staring right at us. (laughs) It's like
1: eyes on the street. That's a that's a that's important. It's important stuff. Um you you gotta have protection.
0: Yeah. Jimbo's
1: Jimbo's the first line of defense, first and last line (laughs) of defense.
2: The only line of defense for my (laughs) little subdivision. Thank God for Jimbo. Mm Mm-hmm. Um you know, protecting us from people that I date, apparently. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Raccoons or possums.
2: Or uh, tweakers that, like, crawl out of the pit behind the neighborhood.
1: Is, it, is there a pit behind your neighborhood?
2: Yeah, there's, like, um, it's where the, the county, like, recycles Uh, wood and stuff to make mulch so it's like this giant pit of mulch basically
0: And
1: tweakers going with this (laughs) giant pit of
2: mulch yeah like I've seen and heard them like climbing over the fence coming out of the pit
1: (laughs) there's I think probably a better than 50% likelihood that Jimbo is one of those dudes
0: (laughs) it's possible
1: Maybe he's, like, running a protection racket for the tweakers.
2: Maybe. Have
1: you ever thought about that? Like, maybe he was sizing <laughs> y'all up <laughs> to sell his products. He's like Walter White.
2: Oh, God.
1: Or he's, like, one of those bit parts that Walter
0: White murdered. In,
1: like the first five episodes. Hello? Do you not find my Walter White?
0: I know,
2: I'm just, I really am like deep in thought about this. You know, like I've tried all these years just not to think that much about Jimbo. But now you're forcing me to. And. I, I still like i still don't so like bad. it.
0: so no, how, i don't
1: like jimbo yeah i'm gonna just i'm gonna just say it flat oh, out i think jimbo is a please bad do. thing
2: yeah i don't yeah i don't like him um if anything
1: happens to him though this is going to become evidence
2: i know <laughs> whoops <laughs>
1: how many jimbos do you think are in the cove if he hears about this he's gonna be pissed
2: you know there's probably more than a few (laughs) and if you take clark county as a whole there's probably like quite a few more
1: so i've always wanted to move out to clark county and change my name to jimbo and i think i'll do it just to like give you a little cover
2: oh we would love to have you
1: not going to do the Confederate flag thing, though.
2: No, please and, don't. J- you got
1: to draw the line somewhere.
2: You you really do, um, and I f- I feel like that's a really good place to draw the line. Um, I would <laughs> I would draw the line even before, way before that. You know, like yeah. But what what do yeah. I know? I I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how how are you? I think I but, think
1: it, I think what you need to do is. Get, you need to no, you can't move on from this. Okay. The out of <laughs> We're the not done. Okay. What you need to do is
2: <laughs> you need to
1: get Jimbo a guitar so he oh. can like wail. Yeah.
2: Like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Didn't Force rot. when he has that wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the on the clowning episode when
0: he's playing oh, yeah. air guitar. That's, that's
1: that is exactly. Who Jimbo is? Jimbo is Carl from. I feel like, like a really racist version of Carl.
2: Yeah, like that's an insult to Carl. I think.
1: Yeah, it is. You're right.
2: I feel like Carl deserves better. He deserves more respect.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can move on from Jimbo because, I mean, it's just kind of a tragic subject, really. When yeah. you really kind of think about it. Yeah. Um, i'm kind of getting bummed out i'm sorry you have to live across the street from (sighs) i just
2: i just ignore him
0: mostly you know yep um i mean otherwise my neighbors are fine you know Except the ones that set their yard on fire, that was a little bit obnoxious.
1: What Was that a magnifying glass crisis? <laughs> no, it
2: was a firework. Fourth of oh. July, they caught like their whole tree on fire and you could <laughs> you could see it like above the roof of their house. Oh it was God. like throwing sparks into our yard and like the fire truck had to come and put it out and stuff
1: holy shit
2: yeah like it's not very smart um i mean they're That's nice why I people support but... controlled burns well yes, it was controlled you know it was just their tree <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: yeah I, I think that me and your neighbors are kind of on the same wavelength
2: i think so i think you should next time you come over you should go meet them
1: i'll bring a casserole
2: you should just canvas my whole neighborhood.
1: <clears throat> yeah, we talked to everybody. To the Kuve. I know. That would be really extravagant. I would love to do that because I imagine that Kuvians, you know, Kuvians are willing to tell their story. Yeah. And I'm willing to hear.
0: Yes. I'm here for that.
2: We should just go around and knock on doors and have like a little like digital recorder. And just, like, mm. ask people, you know, hey, so what's your story? And then just, like, record what they say yeah, and play it on the podcast. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> like Alan Lomax, just do kind of, like, a folk history of Kuvians. Yes. That will stand the test of time. Yes. Like, like, a hundred years from now, people will be like, what did they do in the Cuv?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be fun. We should do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to buy me tacos, though.
2: Okay, we can go to Muchas Gracias.
1: oh yeah, hell yes, we can.
2: Yeah, so come over and and bring me that book.
1: Do Do and still have an open um salsa bar, or did they shut down the open salsa bar? Because I think I'm they, gonna...
2: I think they shut it down. I think yeah. you have to you have to ask them now for those little tiny tubs.
1: I feel so like ridiculous because I'm like can I have 20 of them <laughs> <laughs> I just really like that stuff
2: can you fill an entire bag just with little tiny containers <laughs> of salsa please
0: it's
1: like literally what I would say
2: you should just like I take like in your skin. own container
1: Ooh, that's <laughs> you know like a, like a little like a big Tupperware
2: yeah like bring in your own thing and be like just <laughs> just keep pouring just come on
1: holy crap that would be ridiculous i don't think they would do it seriously
2: Well, i mean you might have to like pay extra
0: or something but i feel like it'd be worth it hmm. so what else is new um are you still
1: doing you're still doing like co-op stuff or whatever like uh didn't, didn't you do some like kind of like co-op gardening
0: stuff for a while um i was I was volunteering for a certain gardening organization., um, and they basically like kicked me out.. Um, oh no. And it was like, pretty shitty because you know like they made a
2: big deal about how they were um you know they prided them, themselves on being like tolerant and accessible to people with disabilities right um but it it turns out that uh they don't really extend that to people with like mental health disabilities crazy um yeah because like I would have to miss things because of mental health situations that I have um and I would you know try to contact somebody and be like hey but there always there wasn't always like somebody to contact so I was like who do I call or email to say that I can't do this thing or that I need to reschedule And um, so the executive director, like, sent me a really nasty email about how I was, like, unreliable and unprofessional.
0: Screw that. You're a volunteer.
2: Right. And she was, like, a bitch to me from the very beginning. You know? Because I don't, like, fit the part of what she wants that group to look like or whatever.
0: I don't know. She was a she was a bee. So
2: um so now I'm just going to like
0: yeah, for
1: real.
2: Garden on my own, do my own thing and you know, I still have my um composting group and they love me so i can volunteer with them
0: yay they
2: don't give me shit about buck so (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that means um
1: (laughs) i everybody knows what that means all two of our listeners are gonna know what that
2: means right um (laughs) yeah so that's what's happening um Other than that, I'm just, you know, in school and
0: doing whatever I do. How are you? What's new with you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm just doing the teaching thing, doing a little writing, doing a little reading, doing Mm -hmm. a little math. Ooh. Um.
2: What what kind of math?
1: Stati- statistics mostly. <gasps> me too. Yeah, I I I love me some statistics.
2: Me too. Today I told my professor, my statistics professor that um that statistics is my favorite subject ever. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I had to real... ask him
2: for an extension on a quiz. And he was like, "Um, of course, have two extra days,
1: so. Rad. Yeah, I like statistics because once you like understand what's going on, a lot of it is just kind of, a lot of it feels qualitative. Like it's Mm -hmm. like, like I used to be a big like liberal arts person, who didn't have, like, kind of the brain space or capacity to do or concentrate on a lot of math. Mm -hmm. And then um, I started, like, reading more deeply into continental philosophy and analytic philosophy. And I started to realize that kind of underneath a whole lot of this stuff was, like, number theory and combinatorics and differentials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. From there, I started to learn a little bit more about set theory Ooh. and then like some more about systems theory and system science. And, and that was kind of when I went in to do my PhD and I started to do more stats and learn more about like statistics. and. Oh, I should
2: have. I should have introduced you as Dr. Shasta. I'm sorry. Dr yeah i was um
1: drinking dr shasta when i was doing my dissertation because there's <laughs> like you know there's like uh a, a generic brand called shasta Cola oh i know here. i know and i was drinking and, and they have like a knockoff of dr pepper
2: yep
1: and so i was drinking i was drinking a lot of tab
0: Ooh. <clears throat> and uh yeah, I'm a big tab guy. Wow. I don't know if you knew this. I I didn't know yeah, that about I think you. I already know that. Um
1: yeah, Tab. Tab is my steez. I love Tab. <laughs> like. I don't think there's there there are no other soft drinks that even compare to Tab. Um Except Dr. Shasta.
2: Yeah, that's good stuff.
1: Dr. Shasta really got <laughs> me through my dissertation.
2: Well, that's, that's good. I should get a PhD. Yeah.
1: You should. You should do it. You can go to PSU.
2: Ugh.
1: Get your PhD at PSU. Go into the geography department.
2: Oh, God. Okay.
1: I'll write a little, little recy wreck.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I have to finish this degree first, which is going to take me the next 300 years, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have to make a new plan um, because my previous plan um, just isn't, it's it's not going to work. So my advisor is like, you know, you need a new plan. So... that'll be fun because i don't like to do you know how a lot of people do it where they just like pick whatever classes they're going to take the next term you know i like to do it you know like one or two years in advance so i know all the classes i'm going to take
0: yeah yeah and um So I have I have to redo it. So that'll be fun. I'm gonna take a bunch of um
2: GIS classes though. Sweet. Yeah, I love GIS.
1: GIS is great and it sucks. It's it's like great because it's hugely useful. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool to just like be able to make maps. And it sucks because it's like arc. And Ezri has a monopoly over everything, and they're, like, they're getting better. Like, ARC Pro is better, but, like, ARC Map was, like, hellacious. <laughs> it's just, like, learning how to do everything, like, just takes so at least it took a lot of time for me not very intuitive hmm. but QGIS is kind of breaking through the monopoly there
2: mm-hmm.
1: um with some like free open source software cool yeah but it's also like there's not a whole lot of like finesse in it it it's not like an aesthetic thing oh. like you can make really aesthetically cool QGIS maps it just takes a lot
0: hmm. I think that I, I'm going to start the GIS classes next year, like in the fall. So. Yeah, I mean, I think like
1: it's I I I hugely recommend doing GIS classes. It's just for me, like I guess. ADD or whatever. I want to like I always want to like skip way ahead mm-hmm. whenever I'm doing something and that absolutely just kills you in GIS. Yes. Cuz you just have to go methodically one step, second step, third step, fourth step. Mm-hmm. If you try to skip anything, you forgot to check that one little box, you know, mm-hmm. early on.
0: Well,
2: see that's what that's up. what I like about it. And that's also mm-hmm. what I like about statistics is that it's like tedious and there's like very clear steps you know
1: yeah so no there's yeah there's a lot of comfort in that too it's just wonderful feeling bored
0: yeah yeah so
2: i get to sign up for my spring classes on sunday this coming sunday
0: You going to do any more natural resources stuff? Uh, Yes. Um,
2: I'm taking, oh god, what is it called? Population Dynamics.
0: And yeah,
2: and um, forest types of the Northwest.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've taught oh, uh, I've taught like a population class before, and it's like there's just so many ways that they can go wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but they're kind of also just mainstays of geography departments, so it can be a minefield. You kind of have to know uh, what you're talking about, I guess. But I think that's generally the case. (laughs) Yeah. I just feel like maybe like maybe it's because I like study the far right so much that like and the far right uses population as such like a big kind of thing that -hmm. they talk about. Where I'm just like, I'm just like, oh god, oh god, oh god. (laughs) Whereas whereas like if I'm talking about uh, or you know a class that's about resource management or something like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know there tends to be right-wing attitudes towards resource management but they don't really talk about it as much yeah it's not like one of the big hot topics
0: <clears throat> not these days as much anyway yeah that's
1: fun though the forest types of the pacific northwest what's your favorite
2: my favorite forest type (laughs) yeah um
0: i don't know that's that's tough to say i mean obviously i love you know like old growth douglas fir and stuff yeah you know that's that's probably what everybody
2: says if you ask them what their favorite forest type of the northwest is you know
1: i would say you know midwestern hardwood forests those are my favorite forest types of the pacific northwest
0: Uh i'm just messing with you Uh I would say Mississippi Basin
1: Swampland (laughs) Uh
0: Uh-huh
1: Wait, wait, Oh, North English peat bogs
2: Oh, okay, I love peat bogs First of all
1: i was watching something like it was like some murder mystery and like there was this whole thing about peat bogs and somebody like trying to throw somebody into a peat bog
2: yeah there's a true crime show called swamp murders
0: what
2: and it really (laughs) it i mean it's (laughs)
1: Swamp murders. Swamp
2: murders. And um it really torques my murder? jibs because there's like you know, there's only so many murders that happened in or near an actual swamp. So this series, like after a while, it's like they ran out of swamps, and then it was just like any body Bog of water murders. will do. <laughs> So like, there's one where it's like a fucking inlet murder. It's like a man-made
1: <laughs> estuary murder, like drainage
2: ditch in California.
0: It's like, <laughs> like
2: dishwasher. that's not a swamp. <laughs> and, you know, there's like, like a lake and a river in South Dakota. Like all these places that are like definitely not swamps. And it's like I want to write to them and be like you can't just call anything a swamp that you want to you know a swamp is like an actual thing it's not just like anything you want it to be shasta <laughs>
1: that's some of the funniest stuff i've ever heard
2: yeah and then there was one and this really swill
1: murder right <laughs>
2: that's probably the kind that happens in the couve the most there we have a lot of bioswales (laughs) here um good good for you it yeah i mean it's good they're good things to have but um i mean i guess we really we don't really have a lot of murders though i don't know the statistics on the murder rate of vancouver but
1: couve murder (sighs) and then they just start like getting into like that's Olivia gonna be my Washington. next
2: podcast actually is Coove murders
1: <laughs> cove murders and you like talking about stuff that happened in montana
2: i could talk about wesley allen dodd our you know famous Cereal serial killer, killer yeah in the cove very spooky but then you know <clears throat> yeah so i don't know Um, But anyway, so back to swamp murders on one of their episodes, you know, the, the murder took place in like a little like single wide trailer on the back of somebody's property. And then the body was like buried just like in the dirt behind the trailer, like there wasn't even a body of water involved at all, but it was still on the show swamp murders.
1: So when you like just start talking about trailers, people just assume you're talking about Florida. (laughs)
2: That's true. I mean, I used to live in a trailer in In Washington State.
1: Oh, okay. In
2: Camas, Washington, (laughs) I lived in a trailer. So
1: did you? Yeah, I bet that was kind of nice. I mean, it actually was.
2: It was like, it was out in like the northern part of Camas, um, called Fern Prairie car so it was like out kind of in you know at the time it was kind of the middle of nowhere
0: so that was nice but
1: there are a lot of birds out there i bet
0: yeah yes and raccoons
1: oh yeah but are there's raccoons here yeah here too i've got a whole like this house near my house has just like an absurd raccoon family it's like a dozen raccoons live there they're hostile hostile punks oh no they almost killed bootleg (laughs) because he was sticking up for my chicken my chicken (laughs) didn't last but but you had a chicken oh yeah its name was chicken oh yeah that's so creative thank you yeah.
2: When was that? When did you have a the chicken?
1: got it. Um, this was like around early. You don't remember that time that my, that bootleg got attacked by a raccoon? I had to pick the goddamn thing up and throw it off my porch, and uh, and I and it bit me, and my mom made me go to the hospital to try and get <gasps> uh to try and get a, a rabies shot, and they just laughed in my face, and they were like, "We don't do rabies shots." What? You don't remember that? No. You made a lot of fun of me.
2: I don't think that's true. I would never make fun of you. (laughs) (laughs) And other lies I tell myself.
1: (laughs) I can't believe you don't remember that.
2: I don't remember anything.
1: I wrote a whole country song about it. What? No, I'm kidding about the song.
2: You should write a country song about it.
1: Yeah. Bootleg. It'll be more like a like a crusader ode, you know, like to uh-huh. bootleg to bootleg the like cavalier.
0: I, I I'm
2: hearing it in my mind as like kind of a
0: like Woody Guthrie-esque, you know. Like a ballad. Yeah, definitely. It's like a total
1: ballad yeah yeah like a or
2: or it could be like phil oaks and go on for like eight minutes with just like a million verses
0: you know
1: phil oaks is a little too salty for this content
0: Hmm. yeah (laughs) he's uh he he had a lot to say homie was
1: bitter
2: yeah and i i read a book about him a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, and it was really good um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and very interesting. And I feel like uh, at the time, and I'm I'm not like qualified to diagnose people with mental illnesses, but I feel like uh, he probably needed, you know, like some like Prozac or something, because oh, everybody everybody like talked about, you know, like he was so difficult and he was an asshole and all these things. And it's like, if you, if you read about him, it's like, but he obviously was totally struggling with an unaddressed mental illness. And like at the, at the time, you know, like in the sixties and stuff, like it was just not talked about or dealt with, like, especially for a man you know to be like i'm struggling with things i need help it's like no you have to do this like rugged individualism thing and just you know like put yourself in an early grave like that's the american way
1: yeah yeah
2: so i mean in that sense he's a real american hero um but you know like the whole time i was reading this book i was like dude will someone just like talk to him like give him a hug you know like make him some like chamomile tea And just like chill the fuck out But no one yeah. ever did People were like let's just give him more booze And you know
0: Yeah
2: Like watch him have a tantrum yeah, right, right, right. And then you know I digress yeah. Have I heard of what?
1: Jackson C. Frank No Kind of the same situation Like a uh, brilliant songwriter and singer uh who uh was just completely depressive
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um like uh really kind of went off the rails uh it became a complete alcoholic and uh yeah but here hold on i wonder if it will play this I wonder if you'll be able to hear it. The song is called the Blues Run the Game. Actually, it says it's not authorized. Damn. Oh,
2: yeah. And maybe we shouldn't play things on our podcast that are like copyrighted.
1: No, no, no. I know a copyright law.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that an area of expertise? Like, you're so smart. Whoever hey. you are, whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is Nick Drake's version.
2: Ooh, Nick Drake.
1: Yeah, I know. Nick Drake is so good.
2: Yes. Catch a boat to England, baby. Oh. Maybe to Spain. The voice of an angel. So good.
1: Wherever I have gone, wherever I've been and gone.
2: Oh, I know this song. So good.
1: Right, I th- I really do think I have to stop it, or else I'll be like.
2: Yeah, you can. You, you can play like a certain number of seconds of something.
1: I'm pretty sure I played exactly the right amount.
2: <laughs> okay, well they can they can sue you then if you went over. No, the-
1: no, you're over the, one the line. Show you're the one who introduced the show. Damn it! Oh. Throws a bottle of Jack Daniels across the room crash
2: don't, don't waste jack daniels everyone like
1: everyone cries it's been a long time since i ever drank uh, jack daniels can we say jack daniels on this show
2: yeah
1: there's no copyright issue there
0: no because we're just talking about it
1: yeah it's been a while i haven't i i i uh i don't really drink anymore maybe just a little here and there
0: i had
2: one sip of beer last night
1: did you throw up immediately?
2: No, and I only needed it because my my drink was gone. I had ginger beer, but it was gone, and I needed to take my birth control pill. So I had to take a sip of someone else's beer to take my pill. And That's I was like, Heather "I know, I love." Right? <laughs> <laughs> Got a check for damn birth control. Give me that beer. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what happened. I was like, hey, could, can I have a drink of that? I need to take my pill.
0: <sighs> I am who I am, okay? I can't help it. <laughs> it would have been cooler if it would have been like malt liquor, though. You know.
1: Some Colt 45.
0: Fuck yeah. Or champagne. That- have you ever had no, champagne?
1: No. Oh, I've tried clemata. Oh no, no, no. What is it called? The uh, Chilada? Like Budweiser has this Chilada thing. Oh. I think it's I think it's like Oh my god, is my nose bleeding? No, it's not. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. Oh my goodness. It looked like my nose was my nose was like bright red for <laughs> a second.
2: What's happening to you?
1: I don't know. I'm turning into somebody who needs to go to bed because I'm old. Oh. Um, How old are you? I'm almost 40. You
0: know,
1: know, freaking dinosaur. Oh my
2: God. I'm almost 42.
0: Yeah, but. Not 40, also, but 42. You don't look
1: a year over 42. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. I I look like I'm like freaking Samuel Beckett over here. I'm like Tom Waits. Looks like
0: You're definitely Tom balled
1: Waits. Balled up. Bald up balled up, um, <laughs> balled up a, paper towel and threw it in the garbage that's what I look like
2: I mean I was gonna say that but I didn't want to be rude
1: yeah I'm not comparing myself to Tom Waits in anything other than haggard old man
2: right right well I mean you could say grizzled to perfection
1: (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't actually
2: well you're not very grizzled like you know
1: no no
2: you're not. I mean, haggard, maybe grizzled. No, definitely not.
1: No, no, haggard. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I. Yeah. Yes, I yes. agree with that.
1: Thank you. I've deserved one thing in this god-forsaken <laughs> life. It's to be called haggard. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm working on wizened, but I'm not going to get there probably for the next five years. If no. I if If I live that long. So life goal, make it to wizened.
0: Okay.
2: My goal has always been bitter old hag, and I feel like I have achieved it. (laughs) You're already there? (laughs) Yes. But I kind of was born that way, so I don't know if that's fair to have it as a goal if you were already born that way.
1: You're the best around. We need to listen to that more. We do. As a general rule Mm mm-hmm yeah you're the best around
0: nothing's gonna ever bring you down no yeah what how does it it's like
1: try your best when the going gets tough because the tough got the strength to make it (laughs) (laughs) is that right history repeats itself try and you'll succeed Never doubt, doubt that, you're, that the you're
2: the one and you and can have your dream. Yeah. You're yes. the best around. <laughs> yes.
1: So much passion in one like four minute song.
2: Fight till you drop. <laughs> Never stop. Never stop. Can't give up. Till you reach the top. <laughs> oh, You're that's my the favorite. Part. In town. You're the best in
1: town. Listen, Listen to that Listen to <laughs> that
2: sound. Little bit of all you got can never bring you down. That's my favorite part.
1: Yeah. We should do a open mic night. We should. Yeah. We I'll should bring go. my banjo. I think blue diamond does an open mic night.
2: Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm you, gonna learn.
1: You gotta learn. You're the best around on your banjo. I will. Yeah, and then we'll we'll just we'll jam. We'll just we'll
0: just
1: jam. I <laughs> <laughs> love that at the Blue Diamond.
2: Everybody loves the banjo.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, not quite. But they would. Oh. I think that the the Blue Diamond is a special sort of people. It's like. It's like a real dive bar it's not oh. like a dive bar where like hipsters go it's like a dive bar where like middle-aged blues fans go mm. <clears throat> you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm.
1: at this point there's not as much of a difference as there once was yeah but you know what i mean it's like or maybe we could like find an open mic night in the cove oh <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that would be so fun to like sad bastard to like Elliot Smith songs at an open mic night in the cove.
2: Yes, but we have I, to perform under the name Elliot Smitten. <laughs> I like it, I like it. That's my one condition. Love it. Yeah, we can do that. <clears throat>
1: Let's do it, and and we can can record it. it. We can record it, and then, like, sell bootleg copies in the
0: parking lot. Yeah. You're the best in town. What a great song.
1: I know. I didn't realize that Elliot Smith wrote motivational songs, but when I heard that (laughs) song... really spoke to me. It
2: was his greatest <laughs> achievement.
1: It was. It was. But that weird t- space between <laughs> Heat miser and <laughs> Alphabet City or whatever Kill Rock Stars album was, eponymous, eponymous <sighs> album.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Saint yep. Ives Heaven. I suppose that Saint Ives is is it Saint Ives or Ives?
2: It's Saint Ives. Saint Ives makes skincare products. With uh, a V. I always get them confused. Saint Ives. Yeah. Saint, Saint, Ives Saint Ives makes um, delicious malt beverages.
1: <laughs> Which is another kind of beauty product.
2: Exactly, but in a <laughs> different way. uh um, <laughs> <sighs> Do you remember Saint Ide's special brew? No. What
1: was that like? A little bit upscale.
2: It was, um, you know, like flavored malt liquor,
0: okay, and it was well, like,
2: and it was like really sweet. So it was like flavored and sweetened malt liquor, and
0: mm, it yeah. was
2: so good.
0: <laughs> it's kind and... of like Mad Dog
2: nothing is like mad dog thank goodness (laughs) oh my god i almost died one time from drinking mad dog did i ever tell you that story
1: i don't remember
2: oh okay do you want to hear it
1: i think everybody does
2: okay (laughs) they're dying to hear it okay i was 16 years old
1: (laughs) this is really what the podcast format was always for yes (laughs)
2: um okay i was 16 years old living here in the cove and i went to a fourth of july party at my friend april's house and her older sister was going to get us all of our drinks and i specifically requested (laughs) (laughs) specifically requested two 22s of mickey's ice
1: okay okay
2: and um <laughs> and she like wrote down everybody's requests you know two twenty twos 22s of mickey's <laughs> she ice she got
1: two mad dog 2020 and
2: she told me that the <laughs> store that she went to didn't have mickey's ice and i was like what bullshit is this where is the coup <laughs> every store has mickey's ice this and was an
1: excuse clearly
2: clearly and I was so mad, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll just drink whatever piss this is, you know, and um, so I started out, I drank, like, a Budweiser, and I was like, oh, God, what have I become, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I have standards,
0: first of all. I'm a lady. I drink malt liquor, (laughs) um, and then,
2: um, So that was disgusting. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll have this um, Boone's Farm. Remember Boone's? Yep. I had some Boone's. It was, you know, whatever flavor that was. And I was like, okay, well, let's (laughs) let's get this party started. Uh And then um, there was some, like, Red Grape Mad Dog 2020.
1: Ooh, and yeah. i like
2: i like chugged it
1: the flavor of red
2: yes because <laughs> i was that's the point of the evening that i was at where i chugged mad dog
1: what a bad idea
2: it really was and so i was like <laughs> this is like the last part of the night that i actually remember <laughs>
1: Like walking into a factory and going up to some industrial byproduct and being like, "Mm."
2: "Just put your face right in the do." Yep, right in the vat. Um, so I was sitting. (laughs) I was sitting on the couch. Fuck your
1: straws. (laughs)
2: Um, I was sitting on the couch, and I just was, you know, like I felt like I was gonna die, and um my friend aurora came over and she like sat down on the floor in front of me and i don't know why she was saying this but she was like clinton clinton you're special clinton we love what? you she was Cute. calling she, she was calling me clinton
1: Mad Dog does some crazy stuff to people.
2: And then I just started like puking all over myself. Oh, Oh,
1: God. (laughs) That sounds like some real Twin Peaks stuff. And like
2: all over the couch and then all over the floor. (laughs) And then like all over everywhere. And I like blacked out and I just like puked all night. And I woke up. I don't remember any of that. I The last thing I remember is Aurora saying Clinton, you know, whatever she was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next morning um, I woke up and I was only in my bra and panties. Mm. And I was in some like room where I didn't know where I was. But it was like my friend's sister's bedroom or something.
0: Okay. So,
2: you know, I didn't get like taken to another location or whatever. I was just in a room I hadn't been in. But I was really confused and disoriented and felt like death. And um, and I like moved a little bit and there was like a puke bowl sitting there and it spilled all over my hair when I moved. Um, yeah, nice. I was like covered in my own vomit.
0: Yeah, that's gross.
2: It was really terrible. And I i've never had mad dog
0: 2020
1: ever again yeah i had a kind of a weird run-in with mad dog only one just like you but i i don't remember at all what happened i just know that the thing about mad dog is it's one of the only things for some reason that like corner stores would give you in houston like, mm-hmm. if you went into a corner store in Houston and tried to get beer, they wouldn't give it to you, but you could get Mad Dog. Maybe it was just this one corner store.
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> this like the, really that's like the law in Houston. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So it's like <clears throat> 16 with my buddies, and we drank, I think, maybe a bottle each. I don't even remember how much. And uh, we went to a putt putt. Golf course, and I don't remember anything about it except that I think about halfway through we just started hitting each other with the clubs, <laughs> it was really painful,
0: yeah. Um, but we were
1: laughing the whole time and screaming. Um, mm-hmm. and then we went home. I don't think we finished all nine holes, but I'm pretty sure we hurt each other, and I, yeah, not a great time no mad dog nope
2: i wonder if anyone out there listening has ever had a good time on mad dog that's a question we should ask (laughs) and uh you know maybe learn some
0: stories
1: (laughs) luckily we Um, had a driver who had not consumed mad dog 2020 Yeah.
0: yeah
1: and and was not brutalized (laughs) (laughs) battle royale on the putt putt course
2: yes how old were you
1: 16
2: yeah that's that's how old i was with my mad dog story
1: yeah there's
2: probably a lot of 16 year olds with mad dog stories out there
1: probably kids Stay away from Mad Dog 2020.
2: Do they still make it?
1: Probably. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't. <clears throat>
2: There's always know.
1: 16 year olds Probably, coming out there.
2: That's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're like one market.
2: I mean, I guess it's not like for Loco that, you know, people died and so they had to like change the recipe or whatever.
1: I had friends who were like mad like into for loco they were like yeah big time for loco people like they would just like talk about for loco all the time
0: Mm
1: -hmm. it was weird to me and sparks
2: oh gross
1: (laughs) it was weird to me and i never tried it because i was like this might be the end
2: (laughs) it pretty much is the end um (laughs) Yeah, basically, like once you open, once you crack open that four loco, it's like a sign of the end times. It's yeah, it's not great. I have one four loco story, but I think I'll save that for another. another <laughs> I think I've time. heard
1: that one. It's
2: I have longer, like... and my my friend is writing it into a musical.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I also had a musical. I had a musical experience with uh, vodka Red Bull oh. situation. Yeah, started out in a, in a bar. This was in I want to say it was in Rome. Started out at a bar and somehow ended up playing guitar at a wedding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: well, it was like a wedding reception.
0: <laughs> it was not
1: it was not where I should have been. Anyway, I... <laughs>
2: oh my god how did that happen
1: (laughs) yeah it was i don't know um but anyway i
2: (laughs) it was kismet (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
1: yeah anyway um
2: if i ever get married i'm gonna give you vodka red bull and have you play guitar at my wedding reception not a great idea not a great idea um i
0: only have great ideas Ah
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um Yeah. I think uh I gotta get something to eat. It's late and yeah. I I,
2: I have to take my birth control pill. It's past time.
0: So
1: Yeah. But it's been fun. It's been yes. fun catching up with yes. the latest.
0: Very fun. The
1: latest um what do we call it? Uh Geometric nucleus.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Everything and nothing.
2: (laughs) I feel like this episode has mostly just been nothing. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. I even reached a level of boredom at one point, which was usually my, yeah.
0: Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, I guess we'll sign off then. Cool, cool.
2: Yeah, thanks for listening to the. Oh my God, how do I stop this? Here we go. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody, to the Geometric Nucleus with Heather and Shasta. <laughs>